Welcome to the Jesus Unfollower podcast. My name is Kevin, and I'm an atheist in the Bible Belt. On this podcast, we talk about religion and how it affects us as non-believers in America. I often use a humorous approach because, let's face it, religion is heavy, and we need to be able to laugh about it sometimes. And now your host, me. What's up, non-believers, doubters, and skeptics? Welcome back to the Jesus Unfollower podcast. It has been a terrible weekend. Very terrible weekend. And that's because today's podcast is brought to you by my neighbor's dogs that won't shut the fuck up ever. And it's not the dog's fault. I don't hate the dogs. I don't hate any dogs. Even if a dog bites me, I still won't hate that dog. It's the owners that I hate. These people, okay, I live in an apartment, which I hate. I don't hate my apartment per se. I just hate apartment life because people are loud and inconsiderate. These people moved in on the floor beneath me. I'm on the second floor. They're on the first floor. They moved in November 13th, a day that changed my life forever. Because on November 14th, their dog started barking for like seven straight hours. And this has been happening for the last three and a half months, about four or five days a week. I have to put up with barking all through the day. Morning, afternoon, evening, night. I never know when it's going to happen. Some days are quiet, but they're few and far between. Um, I've complained. Well, the first thing I did was I wrote a note to the neighbor. I put it on their door. Very nice note. It was just like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but every time you're gone, your dogs bark a lot. I just wanted to make you aware. Put the note on her door. Later in the same day, she wrote back and put a note on my door. And it was nice. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, it's a puppy, blah, blah, blah. We're trying to get it trained. Please bear with us. Um, Here's my number in case you need to text me. A couple weeks went by and the barking had just gotten worse. So I texted her and I was like, is there anything you can do? The dogs still bark the same way they have the last couple weeks. I work from home. This is very difficult for me to concentrate on my job. And she wrote back a very unapologetic, we're doing all we can. And that was it. And after that, about five minutes later, I said, well, screw that. And I wrote an email to management here. Now, I've emailed management, I've called them, I've talked in person with them. About six times total I've complained. And it's not just me. The guy who lives right beside them, he's complained more than I have. And the other neighbors have all talked to me. Like, if I see them outside, they're like, say that they can hear it. People who aren't even close say that they can hear it inside their apartment with the door closed. It's loud. Sometimes I have to go outside of my apartment because it's quieter out there than it is in here from the dogs barking. I'm a dog person. I love dogs, but this 
has been driving me nuts. Um, and so I'm recording this on Sunday, Friday, Saturday, and today. It's just been awful. Just a lot of barking. I actually texted the neighbor. This was the first time I had contacted her since November when they moved in. I said, when are y'all moving out? I said that because management here told me, I think your neighbors are going to move out soon. They told me this a couple weeks ago, but they never did give me any clarification on when soon is. So I'm just like, I was very frustrated after about three or four hours of barking yesterday. And I fired off that text. When are y'all moving out? My neighbor got mad. Who told you our business? Who told you we're moving out? And then proceeded to tell me that I needed to be quieter or so her and her, her dogs would probably bark less. Now I'm not a small person, but I'm a very quiet upstairs neighbor. I'm not one of the upstairs neighbors that you hear the horror stories about. That's not me. I walk softly intentionally. I walk softly. I don't take showers late because the pipes are kind of loud. I, I take showers earlier in the day. I don't do laundry late. I don't vacuum late. I don't run the dishwasher late. I don't do anything that makes noise late. All I do is walk to my bed. I walk around my apartment. Occasionally, my little dog will get a case of the zoomies for about three minutes. So I won't apologize for that. If my little 11-pound dog wants to do some zoomies here and there, that's fine. But she said that I needed to be quieter, which infuriated me. And all the blood rushed to my head, and I was uh, furious for hours. And my blood pressure was very high. I could feel it. So I said, uh, you could always take your dogs to work with you and let them bark all day because it's really fun. Got our, our text conversation got a little heated. Um, and then the dogs woke me up at 6.30 this morning barking and it's been all through the day and I've had a headache I tried to take a nap earlier but about the time I laid down the owners left again slamming their door which they do every time and then the dogs started barking immediately like they do every time so I know the owners heard it because they were right on the other side of the door but they don't care they're very selfish now, I know what you're thinking. Am I listening to a dog podcast? Well, kind of, yeah. I'm a dog person, so that's it is what it is. Look, I'm an ex-Christian. I'm an atheist. But I like to talk about other things, too. And maybe you like to hear about them, too. So I don't know what the next step is. I think tomorrow I'm going to call Animal Services because I've had enough. I mean, it's been... A hundred plus days of this. If they can't figure it out by now, and if management hasn't kicked them out by now, I think I'm kind of on my own. So that's what's happening. And that's that was one part of my bad week. The other part of my bad week is that the company I work for opens Zoom meetings, the team meetings, with prayer. Uh, it's a small company private company so I guess they can kind of do what they want it's not like they're forcing me to say a prayer out loud or anything but it's frustrating still 
So it just hasn't been a good week. Um, I edit podcasts for this company and like the guests are very Jesus-y these days and it's just a lot. The last podcast I edited, the guy was talking about the Holy Spirit like half the time, even though it's not really necessarily a Christian podcast. Um, but I digress. If you want to hear more about that story, I have a bonus podcast at jesusunfollower.com where I go a little more in depth. I'm trying, I don't want to put everything out in the public because, you know, I still am employed. So I got to keep a little bit of stuff out of the public eye, I guess. But that's been my week. Beautiful, wonderful, not stressful at all. I hope yours was much better. So this past week, 2222 happened. And I thought, there's definitely going to be something, someone who tweets out about 22222 being satanic or something. So in Twitter search, I put in Satan. I put in the word Satan and 22222. And a tweet popped up from Joseph D. McBride. It says, Satan had no idea that Jesus had won until he saw Christ on the cross. The NWO, he's not talking about wrestling, by the way. Uh, the New World Order, for those of you unfamiliar. The NWO has no idea that 222.22 references the coming return of our God. They have been deceived by their false god, the devil. The Great Reset equals the fall of the NWO. Jesus trolled Lucifer again. It has pictures of Jesus standing next to George Washington. I believe Jesus is holding the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution. And he put emojis of a cross sandwiched in between two American flags. So just thought I'd let you in on that little fun tweet that I found for 22222. I know that Sean Foyt, Fucht, I don't know how you say his name, he made some sort of post about 222.22 also, and the symbolism, and I just knew that there was going to be something. There's always something about it. I guess I'll talk about the Russia-Ukraine situation, which is truly terrible. Truly terrible. But I'm not going to talk much about it because I don't get political often, and I don't know. I just know that it's bad, and I know that a lot of the people who are praying for Ukraine are the same people who supported Trump and his backing of Russia. So that's an interesting thing. It's like uh, they only see the things that they want to see, you know, looking very selectively looking at the past and their support of certain people. It's wild. That's all I'm going to say about Russia, Ukraine. I don't really want to get into it other than it's just terrible. And hopefully Ukraine can hold it down and hopefully they get some help and Putin can be put in his place. I don't know what that looks like or what that means, but we'll see. So I've been thinking a lot about prayer lately. Honestly, I've been seeing a lot about prayer with the whole Russia-Ukraine thing going on. And I've seen one post made 
by several people that I'm friends with who are still Christians. I've seen the same post from a lot of people. If you prayed, then there is no reason to worry. God will protect you. He won't fail you. I've seen a lot of people post this over the last couple of weeks. I don't know why. I guess it's a popular Christian Instagram account, but it just got me thinking about prayer and what prayer means, what prayer looks like. What's the point of prayer? Does it work? And I saw something on TikTok and I thought I would hop on the trend. It's what's something you'll get a lot of hate for if you say it out loud. And this is what I posted. What's something you'll get a lot of hate for if you say it out loud? Prayer doesn't work. If prayer worked, then why would people who pray not have their prayers answered? If prayer worked, why would you have to make an excuse for why certain people's prayers are not answered? Studies have already shown that prayer is just as effective as random chance. Prayer doesn't work. It's confirmation bias. When you pray and something happens that you prayed for, yay, God. When you pray and that thing doesn't happen, God's plan. Prayer doesn't work. Now, I was correct in assuming that I would get a lot of hate for it because I got a lot of comments. TikTok is crazy, by the way. I posted this. It got like 100 views in the first few minutes, but um, it, had, it got up to 1,000 views. I left the app for like five minutes, and I came back, and I had 10,000 views on this post. So it's crazy. If people interact with a post, it goes nuts on that platform. But I got a ton of comments from people who didn't like what I had to say about, about prayer, telling me that I didn't know what prayer meant, that I needed to read my Bible, that God isn't an ATM. It's not just getting the things that you want. And I understand all this, but then I'm like, what is the point of prayer then? Does God just want us to beg? Is that what it is? Is it, if, if, Prayers are not always answered. Is it about the intent? Is it, I had people saying like, it's it's a, more of a conversation with God than asking him for things. Well, okay. Does that mean that um, prayers with every God are valid then? I mean, if if only certain prayers are answered, there's just no, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no consistency. There are people with a lot of faith who pray for things and, don't, and they don't come to pass. And we know in the Bible, it says where two or three are gathered together. I mean, there's a lot of promises made in the Bible about prayer and the effectiveness. Yet, when it comes down to it, it has the same effectiveness as chance when it comes to actually praying for things to happen. And it's like... A lot of people are mad at me because they think I'm coming at it from this selfish angle, and that's not even it. What if you're praying for the well-being of others? You're praying for kids to not be hungry or people to not die of cancer or things like that. That's not selfish. And it's like, oh, well, you know, God knows best. So I guess the, the course of action is to be faithful to God, throw up a prayer for people, 
And if that thing, if God wants to say, all right, then he says, all right. And if he says no, then that's just the answer. To which I say, why pray at all? What does it matter? I think God just wants us to beg from what I can gather from people because if he already knows what's going to happen, it's just a matter of he wants us to ask him. A little power hungry, you know. He just wants to be worshipped. He wants us to beg. It's wild to me. And it's obvious to me that prayer is just a crutch. It just makes people feel better. I will say prayer can be effective in that way to where it helps the person who is praying to maybe bring some comfort to them or the people around them in that way. But that's nothing supernatural. That's nothing out of the ordinary. Like it's not an outside force. It's just the same thing as like meditation, positive thinking, um, manifesting, all that stuff. It's just, it's the same thing. It's thinking positively about a situation. It's like making yourself feel better, getting yourself in a better mental place. You know, that's what I think it is. And I mean, there have been studies done about the effectiveness of intercessory prayer and that they it just doesn't work. Oh, I don't know if you can hear the dog barking in the background, but I look like our sponsor is making a little appearance on the podcast. <laughs> Fuck my life. In case you can't hear it, let me play you one of the um, 37 recordings that I've made today. And that goes on for several minutes. Then they wait like three minutes. And then they do it again for several minutes. And it's like that all day, all through the day. And even if I put AirPods in, I still hear it. (laughs) Well, let's switch gears for just a minute and talk about something a little lighter. Because I've done a lot of complaining so far. So I saw somebody post on social media this week that they once encountered holy laughter at their church. And I said, oh my God, so have I. So if you have not heard about holy laughter, let me fill you in. It's something that happens at least in Pentecostal churches from my knowledge. It might happen in other churches too, but it's probably just a Pentecostal thing. It's where people get so full of the Holy Spirit that they start laughing uncontrollably. This happened one night at my church after service. People were sitting in the pews and everybody just started laughing and it was like super contagious and this weird phenomenon of everybody just laughing and like looking at each other like, ha ha ha, you're laughing too. It was the craziest shit I've ever seen, I've ever encountered. Now, I was laughing a little bit, but mainly I was just laughing at the people like, what the fuck is happening? Holy laughter. God has just filled us up so much with his spirit that we're just laughing. God's got a sense of humor. Yeah, I tell that to Ukraine. Um, but there was this lady who used to go to my church too, who, when she was filled with the Holy Spirit, she would make noises like the cars from the Jetsons. 
If you're not familiar with that, you can look that up and see what the Jetsons, you young folk who might not have watched the Jetsons, can look that up on the YouTubes. But basically, a Jetsons car sounds like this. And that's what she would do a lot during church, during the worship music. She would just sit there with her arms fully extended out to the sides, making that noise. And I was like, Mr. Spacely. Jetson's reference. But uh, that was just a fun memory. I might try to bring back some fun memories on each podcast episode because I have several stories and weird things that I have seen in my church days. This week's Idiot of the Week is actually an atheist. Oh, you didn't see that coming, did you? Hit you with a little surprise left hook, didn't I? This guy named Tasty Time posted on my TikTok. He made a comment that said, you're a person who has made his entire identity about being a non-believer. You're an embarrassment to those of us that are sane atheists. To which I replied, you're a person who has made his entire identity judging others' entire identities on what content they create. Thank you, Tasty Time. That always irks me and drives me crazy that people think it's my whole personality. I get that one literally almost every day. You make it your whole personality. You created a whole account about this. Well, I'm sorry. If everybody was as passive as you, Tasty Time, and just sat back and was like, live and let live, and didn't push back against religion at all, and kumbaya, and all that stuff, and everybody, yeah, everybody just believe whatever you want, you know, witness. Like, there, there has to be people pushing back against the push. Because Christianity is definitely making a push. They always have. Sinners go to hell. You need to be saved. They try to get their law, their rules into law and stuff. So if nobody's pushing back, we're in trouble. So sorry, Tasty Time. Some of us have to actually be a voice for atheism. Not all of us just want to sit back and hang out and whatever. Some of us want to help be part of the change. Before I go, I have the atheist quote of the week. It's by Steve Allen. It is not hardness of heart or evil passions that drive certain individuals to atheism, but rather a scrupulous intellectual honesty. Thank you, Steve. I like that. Because I'm often accused of that. You just, your, your heart's hard to God. You need to soften your heart. And like, it's this, they think it's, I'm like willingly going against God and stuff. It's not that. It's just, if I'm being intellectually honest, I just don't believe it. I can't force myself to believe something despite what they think. If you like the podcast and you want to support the podcast, jesusunfollower.com is the place. It's not like Patreon necessarily because I have created forums there where you can introduce yourself, uh, connect with other non-believers, share what you're struggling with, share how religion is affecting you. And I have bonus podcast episodes there. I'm going to do one a month. And the first one is up and it talked a little bit more about how I 
am affected at work with Christianity and stuff like that. And also I have some extra videos and resources there that can, you know, help you maybe be more comfortable with your non-belief. Because I, I think that sometimes it's tough. I mean, we live in a country that isn't a Christian nation, but at the same time, it really feels like one a lot of times because of things like prayer before work, prayer before school, prayer at football games, prayer everywhere, Jesus this and that, God everything. Going to church is normalized. It's, it's where do you go to church, not, you know, do you go to church? So if you want to support the podcast and be part of the community, check out jesusunfollower.com. And until next time, remember, you don't need a God to be good. Peace out.